All right, boys, who's ready to podcast? Can I get a... I am, Rob. All right, let's do it anyway. <laughs> Welcome to level 48 of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast. A podcast where three fidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and... The Pursuit of Vidya. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live, that is, from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best friends, Arizona friends, in the metaverse. The Elder Wand of our podcast, Vector. Jeffy Potter, the boy who lived, come to die, Evada Kedavra. <laughs> <laughs> and our very own, always angry, the filthy mudblood himself, <laughs> Jeff W. The second. The fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and I am he who shall not be named. <laughs> 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 I'm sure that rung through the my wall. The house, the walls in my house are paper thin. <laughs> I'm sure everybody in the house just stopped what they were doing. But that's a killer spear. Oh my gosh! <laughs> You're gonna have to make this make this a sound. There you go. Let's put that put that in for future use. Oh man! It's it's your boys Hogwarts Legacy. The 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 very controversial game is finally here, and we're going to be talking about it later in the episode. We're, of course, also going to be talking all the latest video game news, and maybe, just maybe, a little more, because we are sandbox gamers after dark, after all, and the after dark is the best part of the podcast, some say. Uh, Jeff, did you know, I found out just a couple of days ago, and this is a super reliable source because it was on the internet. We get roughly a thousand listeners an episode mm-hmm. or a thousand listeners mm-hmm. an episode. This whole time I thought we only had 10 listeners. Turns off we're getting, we're in the ones of thousands. Sounds like a, a Snopes article. So it's definitely <laughs> not false. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff gets it. <laughs> I knew Jeff would be on my side. So thank you all, thousand of you. Not ten, like I usually say. Thank you all, thousand of you who listen each and every week. Weird how there's not very many reviews, but we get thousands of <laughs> listens. But I guess yeah. that's, a, that's a percentage thing. Not yeah. everybody wants to rate. I get it. But if you are a new listener, I'm just going to say, if your name's Carlos. Okay, Carlos, listen. If you're listening to us right now, Go on to Spotify, go on to Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Give us a five-star review. It's greatly appreciated. And those of you who have been here each and every week, we've almost been doing this for a year. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. Now that that's out of the way, I think it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty, you guys. Because Jeff W., the the filthy mudblood himself, is always, always, always DTF. Down to talk fun. Oh, I forgot to mention, we're also going to be talking about Last of Us Episode 5. Who's ready to cry? I know oh, yeah. Shop is. 
<laughs> All right. Jeff W. is always DTF. Had to get back into the, the script. Down to talk foot. So, uh, Vector, why don't you bend him over and give it to him good with the video game news? <laughs> well, I think Jeff <laughs> is going to be very receptive to this. Let's just say let's Jeff's cavity is going to be filled with this news because <laughs> Bella Ramsey has responded to The Last of Us gay backlash. Now, Bella Ramsey, as you all know, was in Game of Thrones, and she plays Ellie in The Last of Us. Speaking with British GQ magazine, the former GQ or the former Game of Thrones star who now plays a snippy punk teen canvassing America across the zombie apocalypse, weighed in on the reactionary undercurrent amongst the Last of Us fans. I'm not particularly anxious about it. I know people would think what they think, but they're going to have to get used to it, Governor, if you don't want to watch the show because it has gay storylines, because there's a trans character, that's on you, and you're missing out. (laughs) Now, let me ask you a question. Why did you quote her in your normal accent (laughs) when you speak in a fake American accent the whole show? Well... The jig is up, boys. It's been a year. We've been doing this podcast for a year, and my acting has finally worn off. I've got, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, this isn't super relevant to the the story that you're talking about, but it just reminded me of a story. One time, several years ago, when I was still living in Arizona, I was auditioning for this play, a play called Noises Off. It's a farce, a British farce. So the production company putting this together asked all the auditioners, please do it in a British accent because we're going to be doing this traditionally. So I said, oh, okay. I didn't know that till I got there. And Uh I read over the script. I go out and I do it and I give them my best British accent. Like I'm like, you know, I don't do this all the time, but I feel like I really nailed this. (laughs) <laughs> and then I went through the scene and the director said, you know, it was pretty good. That was really good. But we um, <clears throat> can you do it in a British accent? You were doing Australian. <laughs> and I said, I was. <laughs> and they said, yeah, you were doing Australian. And I said, oh, oh OK. And so we <laughs> did the scene again. And I made a mental note. Why did I do it in an Australian? I'm such a dingus. OK. And I did the scene again. And they said, great. Uh, but you did it in an Australian accent again. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> I'll just say I did not get a callback <laughs> to that to that part. So yeah, yeah. That's anyway, crazy. so good accent, <laughs> back here. <laughs> good accent. Didn't sound an ounce Australian. They're all the same. But she is, in real life, I guess, um, not trans, but I think her, her pronoun, her, their pronouns are they, they, them. Oh, so, I did not know that. Yes. That is something to, uh, to throw into the mix there. But as we know, we've played The Last of Us Parts 1 and 2. There's quite a bit of gay and transgender 
um, story arcs that happen in the game or characters that happen in the, in the games themselves. So I'm sure the show is going to have those as well. We've already seen some with Bill and Frank. Give us a Bill and Frank spinoff already. We are waiting for it. <laughs> Thanks. Sounds you. like Vactor might be upset of the, with the gay jokes he was making just five minutes ago about filling my cavity. What? Oh how my god! Yeah. Gay joke? How is that a gay joke? <laughs> yeah. Explain that, Jeff. Explain how that's a gay. Joke. Why would it it's be not funny? a joke, Jeff? <laughs> Why would it be funny? The truth. That's exactly what happened, Jeff. Uh-huh. It's only funny uh-huh. if you're not receptive, but you are. Uh-huh. So that's- <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Listen. Am I going to have to find a new (laughs) co-host to replace Jeff for his bigotry? Yeah, Jeff. We don't want no bigots on this podcast. We want free, open... Let it be known that we are very uh, gay-inclusive, trans-inclusive. We love everybody. Yeah, Jeff. Let let there be no confusion over that. Mm. Jeff over here trying to stir the pot of controversy. Get Mm. us more listens. Joe Rogan style. It's not going to work, Jeff. (laughs) Jeff, right now, wearing a jacket that says LGBTABCDEFG. He's making fun of Hmm. the queer community. He's doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, let me take these shovels out of your guys' hands. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting them over here. Uh, Take you away. Push you out of the way of these holes. Yeah. Let's continue the podcast uh, <laughs> over here. Oh man! Don't even walk over there anymore. It's fine. <laughs> You're good. Uh, All right. Uh, what's the next? Let's just let's just move on to the next story. Being <laughs> homophobic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mario. <laughs> oh my. Jeffy. The Super Bowl happened this weekend, boys. Anybody yep. watch the Super Bowl? No, I was, was boring in Lake Arrowhead. Camping well, it. I was roughing it in the wilderness. The best reason to watch the Super Bowl is always the commercials. And then sometimes the halftime show. But this year, it was all about the commercials, boys. And for us, being a video game podcast, I think the Mario commercial might have been the top, the top tier commercial at the Super Bowl this year. Because it was an ad. It was a fake ad. They had even a, a one a 1-800 number or something for plumbers, two plumbers to come to your house and unclog your drains. But while advertising, they did the Mario rap from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And I was dancing along with it. And I said, I bet Rob is loving this out in the (laughs) wilderness. I bet he's loving this. Did you see it when it happened or did you see it after the fact? I saw it when it aired. Oh, Mr. Lucky watching sports over here. (laughs) (laughs) Eating nachos, having the time of his life. No, I thought it was fantastic. When I forget who sent it to me, if it was either you or if it was Shaf in the Discord chat. Uh, But I didn't think it was real. Actually, no, it might have. I think maybe I saw it on TikTok. That might have been what it was. Well, wherever I saw it, I didn't think it was real. So I was like, who's smashing these two things up? There's no way they'll, they'll dig deep into the nostalgia bucket and hand it over to me on a silver platter. But they did. They did. And it sounds like Lin-Manuel Miranda is wrapping it, but I can't prove it. Well, it's, I think they ripped it from the show, right? 
Mario Brothers and Poor Man's a game. Mm, yeah, are this you is sure? A, this is a new recording. Oh, uh, it's definitely sure it's a new, new recording. But it sounded it sounded like, dare I say it, one of the most overrated playwrights, Lin Manuel. <laughs> one of the most, huh? Ooh, yeah, him and uh, uh, Sondheim. Hmm. Now I'm listening to like an audio now. breakdown because I feel like this is the original. Just... No, it's not anything near the original. Mm-kay. All right, here we go. It, it play does it. sound a little. Play bit the like... first one now. Play the second one now. What'd you think, Jeff? I just made a lot of work for Vactor in the editing bay. <laughs> He's gonna just so, Cisco. <laughs> either either that worked completely perfect, or. Factor didn't do anything right here. Oh no! <laughs> hey, if they want to get viewers, you put a Mario trailer out with that intro. Oh yeah, I used you're to pull get, that trick. Uh, get everybody back in the geek, so to speak, days when I was uh, doing that podcast with Shaf. I would used to say, "And now let's hear this." And now <laughs> let's hear this. And then I think Shaf, my former co-host would get very upset because <laughs> I would just <laughs> insist on thro- throwing that in there. And it was 50-50. One, because I thought it would be good. And two, because he'd make... when If he got slightly irritated with me, he would make a particular face, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was all done in good... In, in friendship, of course. Of course. Uh, but the Mario Brothers movie, I showed that clip to my son, that 30-second commercial, and he just asked me to watch it over and over again. <laughs> I must have watched that video a hundred times. And it's only 30 seconds, but he he's pumped on the Mario movie, man. He's pumped. And then I showed him Everything is Awesome, the song from the Lego movie, and then he, he started to sing it, except he walks around the house singing, Everything is Mario. <laughs> Everything is Mario. <laughs> he doesn't know the rest. <laughs> Man, so, there you go. If it wasn't for Across the Spider-Verse, Mario would be my number one most anticipated movie of this Ooh. year. What? Over Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Yes. Over the Marvels? Yes. Over Ant-Man 3? Yes. Over the Flash, yes. Over. I don't know. I can't think of any other movies coming out this year. Maybe it's a tie with the Flash, but this animation, even in this, even this little thirty-second thing, the animation looks great. Well, there you go. I'm looking forward to it. I know Jeff is. He's wearing a Mario Brothers shirt <laughs> that says LBGTQABC. He's got a white shirt, red overalls. He, Jeff's even got a wig on, like he Mario. Like Fire Mario. Like he's straight up. Lou Albano right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff doesn't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know what the hell old reference that is. It sounds what? like 80s <laughs> garbage. He's who played Mario in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Jeff. He was a wrestler. He was in WWF. Oh, and he was a yeah. captain. Show some respect. Yeah. He was a captain. Yeah. He was <laughs> licensed and certified. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. He, he, he was Listen, Factor and I support our troop. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Hmm. Hmm. Does he? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Vector? Well, we 
all are loving the output that Nintendo is doing for their Switch, right? Sure. Because this six-year-old console has still got some life in it, Rob. Metroid Prime 4 might not be the only big game left in the pipeline. Now, Rob has stated numerous times on this podcast that he was going to dust off his Switch for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom in May. That's right. It's still sitting in the box. Right and he also <laughs> he also said that Pikmin 4 in June was going to get him to dust it off. Okay, you're well a liar. Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, an HD port of The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Eh. 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 What about Kid Icarus? Eh. What about Star Fox? Eh. There's going to be some more stuff that's coming out on the Switch. So there's not going to be necessarily a Switch 2 or a Switch Pro coming out anytime soon that we know of. But this is the third best-selling console of all time. I'm tempted to go in on the Metroid Prime remake. Is it forty dollars though? Gosh, yes. yeah. I don't know, man. That's better than sixty dollars or seventy dollars for for uh, Zelda or, or Dead Mario. Space. Remember they charged you sixty dollars for Mar- the three Mario games. <laughs> Should oh, have yeah. been thirty, and then they took they're it away. Still, yeah, they're still charging that for Mario Kart. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Nintendo does not put anything on sale. That's just the bottom very, line. Very, very seldom like i actually saw mario kart on sale for 49 but that was rare and um, you didn't scoop it up well i did actually and we were all supposed to play it but then nobody played it so i returned it what but jeff <laughs> if anybody wants to play it i'll get it again i gotta dust off i i have that game i don't know where <laughs> i have another nintendo switch it might even what? be in the nintendo switch you have two <laughs> I have the I have the one that I bought on launch day. And then I have the OLED in the box over there that again is not coming out of the box <laughs> until <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Or just leave it in the box. Uh, <laughs> but Rob's never be, playing that OLED. <laughs> I will oh. be getting that Metroid at some point. Let's place a friendly wager, Jeff. A friendly <laughs> wager. No, because now you can do it. <laughs> next, thing you're, next thing you know you're gonna be saying that godzilla won against king kong <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm gonna burn down it for that one. Oh snap <laughs> that's a that's a very niche callback that i just did. Uh, sorry to those who didn't get that okay all right moving on we're gonna move on to our let's play section before we get into hogwarts legacy and before we talk about Last of Us, I know that Jeff W. is on the hype train. He'll act like he's not. He might even deny what I'm about to say, but just know that everything I say is canon. The PSVR 2 comes out next week, boys, a week from today as of recording. And I know Jeff is hyped on the PSVR 2 and VR as a whole. Ooh. Tell him, Jeff. What? What game is coming out with that? Is there a Horizon the, game, maybe? The flagship game is going to be the Horizon Zero Dawn game. Of course, I don't remember what it's called. 
but that's going to be the big pack-in game. And then you've got, I think, Resident Evil 8 is getting an upgrade uh-huh. for VR. You're getting Moss and Moss 2, Beat Saber, and that's all Call I can remember off the top Beat of my head. Beat Saber? Well, I'm trying to <laughs> think of what games are coming out. What What's actually launching with it? Yeah, Call of there, the Mountain is the Horizon game, and is the, does it have that? Does that have a release date? It's uh, a week from today, buddy, February twenty okay. second. That's fair. I guess you I'm can gonna get look it up right now. Let's see PSP what the launch lineup the... is. Yeah, here we go, Jeff. Um, Gran Turismo Seven is getting a uh-huh. VR, uh, a VR upgrade. No Man's Sky. Oh Jeff shoot! Like, NFL Pro Era, Jeff. Jeff likes that. <laughs> you guys Jeff likes football. that. Jeff's into sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking Jeff's yeah, language yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Picture Switchback, Fantavision 2020X, The Walking Dead: Seats and Sinners 2. Mm. Uh, yeah. This is launch window, so I guess it, technically I don't know how many of these are going to be on launch day. This is the launch window lineup. Right. Uh, Tetris Effect, Jeff. Oh yeah, Vacation Simulator. Hmm. Uh, Before Your Eyes is getting a port. I, I don't feel like crying into my VR headset, so I probably won't play that. Um, <laughs> and uh, amongst others, the one I don't see here is, oh, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition is coming. <clears throat> I might go back and play that. Uh, but I don't see Half-Life Alex. I'm still holding that hope. Mm. Half-Life Alex. But I know you're probably feeling hot and heavy over this list, huh, Jeff? Uh yeah, this is a great mediocre list of games. Uh, oh my god! To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, I just don't think there's. I mean, the problem is, is they'll be like, "Hey, we got Beat Saber," and it's like, "Well, I could play Beat Saber," you know, on my on my Quest One. Um, I just uh, <laughs> your PSVR I, one too. I think. <laughs> I mean, I think this whole this whole thing is is stemming from my comment in our Discord chat where I said <laughs> VR is just a gimmick. Um, and it is, I mean, I don't think, I don't think anything significant in the VR space has really truly happened. Even, even Alex, which is, uh, you know, uh, probably the best VR game, I would say. I will right? agree with I think, that statement. I think that would be like the general consensus. Even that kind of, kind of flopped in my opinion, uh, mainly out of the fact that I think Valve wanted it to do more than what it actually ended up doing. Oh my gosh, Jeff. So like, I don't is, think more people are playing VR because of that game. At a at a significant number. I don't I played, don't don't factor me and say no one's playing VR because of it. There are definitely <laughs> like uh, at least a few hundred, but I'm talking about a significant number of people that would make a difference. I think the barrier studio. to entry is a lot lower than it used to be. For VR, mm-hmm. yes, at, at least with the MetaQuest or the Oculus yeah. or whatever it's called, the the PSVR two might not be as accessible because it's more. If I if I remember correctly, it's more than the console itself to mm. get a PSVR two. I think um, it's like it's either the same or it's a hundred dollars more. Yeah, of course. I don't remember. I just pre ordered mine months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just got an email two days ago reminding me that I pre ordered it. Uh, so in theory, I should have it on launch day, but um, I mean, after playing Half Life, Alex, like that was the game. I was like, this is what I feel like VR should be. I want to walk around. I want to have my hands. I want to get in the motion. I want to 
pull back here and get the ammo out of my backpack. And I said, if this is what VR can do, boy, oh boy, this I might be playing this for the rest of my days. And guess what? Haven't haven't turned on my Oculus Quest in uh, <laughs> in quite a bit because not uh, every game is not Half Life Alex Two. Half Life Alex Two is uh, or that's not even the name of the game. You get what I'm saying though. Half Life <laughs> Alex. The only game that is Half Life Alex is Half Life Alex. But I am optimistic about the PSVR two. But uh, I am waiting with bated breath for Jeff's review of horizon call of the mountain when he goes over to factor's house and plays it. Yeah. Yeah. When I steal it from Trent. Yeah. Right after I use Jeff's credit card. Did you guys just kiss already? (laughs) (laughs) I think, come on, give it to the fans. (laughs) Hold on real quick. So I think that speaks, uh, I think that speaks volumes one of the biggest VR supporters in this discussion is not getting the PlayStation VR no, 2. No, And here's why Jeff's wrong, because Rob is one of the biggest supporters of Nintendo and the Switch, but he won't even dust off his Switch unless it's for this one <laughs> Zelda game. So he you can't <laughs> use Rob as an example. <laughs> he got it, though. <laughs> he bought it, at least. I still bought it. <laughs> I'm a Nintendo fan. But I'm not playing their third-party games. Like, that's just it. I play the first-party games, the Marios, the Zeldas, not the Pikmin, because that sucks, but the Metroids, uh, etc. cetera. Um, but part of the problem is, too, is that the, co- the, the hardware is so old, it's, it's visibly uncomfortable sometimes when I'm looking mm. at games on the Switch. So I stick to the PC and the Xbox and the PS5. That's just me. And I'm not positive how great Breath of the Wild 2 is going to run on the on the Switch. But I still got it, because I'm a fan. Hmm. Anyway, I guess that's the end of that conversation. It'll be fine. <laughs> Let's yeah, move on. buying this shit. This is going to be a flop. No, write, Rob, it, write it down. Put it in the show notes, Factor. Uh, is the PSVR 2 a flop? And we'll, look, we'll come back at a later date and look at those sales numbers but let's quote the episode the episode number or the episode name jeff jeff called it a flop yeah <laughs> and we're gonna see not 69 that's the episode number not 69 <laughs> i guess that's true technically that's true <laughs> a lot every episode except for one that we do is not 69 all right so let's talk about hogwarts Legacy Boys, uh, the highly anticipated uh, Harry Potter Wizarding World RPG is finally out. Uh, let's see. Avalanche Games, I believe, is the, the company that, that made it. Of course, I don't really remember off the top of my head, but I'm positive that's what it is. I'll let Vactor double check that. But it's out. Port Key Games. Um, I pre-ordered the game. I believe Jeff. No, Jeff didn't pre-order the game. Did you, Jeff? Uh, I did not. No. I bought it the day of. Jeff said, night, "I will not pre-order and get a discount. I will pay full price." Thank you very and much. And maybe I think Jeff's I bought show. it. Well, I'm not going to support pre-ordering. Uh, I think I might have bought it the night before, though. Maybe I can't remember because I want to say it might have been out, but I think that was like the early access. 
Okay. I would like to point out that I, too, in general, do not support pre-ordering. I feel like pre-ordering is is going the way of the dodo, or it should. Because, for me, I I can't speak for both of you, but for me, 100% of the games I buy are digital. I'm I'm not... running into a fear of them running out of copies like Halo 3 or something like that back in the day. I did, however, pre-order this because they were giving an incentive of a 72-hour window of getting to play it early and I felt like this is a game I'm going to really enjoy. I can see the extra... I I can rationalize the extra $10 for getting to play it a little early. Okay, so I'll go ahead and do it. I don't care about the... Oh, you you get a sweet mount. Uh, you get a pretty cool scarf. Check out the scarf you're gonna wear. What did oh. what did you get? Do you remember what you got? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wondering if it was worth. Like, would it have been worth it to have? I got a mount. Actually, hold on. Let me open Steam. Right yeah, now. see what I'll you t- got. Because like, because I paid. I think I paid that morning, and I was like, all right, you know, I'll just play this now. Uh, now that well, also. It, I was seeing, you know, the, the reviews were pretty positive. There was no, you know, Arkham Knight on PC type of mess going on where it right. was, you know, unplayable or something like that. And that was kind of my fear. Um, I think we should also mention it's it's uh, when I started the game, it is port key games, but that's just the publisher. And they just put out that's like a Harry Potter like like publisher like i think all their games are are harry potter games uh but when i saw the avalanche logo and i was like Mm -hmm. oh i had not been following it close enough uh to realize that avalanche was uh was actually doing the game and then i was like okay you know not only that uh not only everything i had seen on tiktoks and videos but um realizing avalanche did it i was like okay this is gonna be hopefully pretty good Pretty, uh, I'm hoping because they put good. out the uh, what was the um, dang it, it's not, was it a Mad Max game that they made? I'm, I think I'm that was really good. I want to say completely unfamiliar with them. Yeah, they put out. Although I think you're right, I think it was a Mad Max game. Now mm-hmm. that I think about yeah. it, yeah. Um, it says I got a Thestral Mount, Jeff. I got the Dark Arts Battle Arena, and I got the Dark Arts Cosmetic Set. Boom. Okay. Fair so, enough. So jealous. <laughs> jealous much jeff vector um again i typically don't pre-order special editions or anything like that that's not really my mo but i do like playing games and getting to play a game that i i think safely assumed would be good early i went ahead and did it uh, also real fast before we hop into the game i just want to make one thing perfectly clear just in case there's anybody out there listening who has a doubt in their mind, none of us uh, in this chat are anti-trans. Uh, we do value the rights of everybody, including trans people, obviously. Um, and the whole controversy is a little bit silly. Um, yeah, that's it. Moving on. Factor. You've got the most time in this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kid. But... <laughs> I want I to, to say hear. when, because I've been playing for hours. <laughs> I was like, when did he have time? He got I you think there. actually, I think <laughs> I, I have six hours, roughly six hours. Last I checked, Jeff had six hours, but that was earlier today. 
So if you've played yeah, more I since I think this I'm morning, still at six. I'm still there. Uh, I haven't made significant progress. And then I think Vactor has about just under an hour under his belt. Um, so actually, no, I'm going to switch it up. I want to get Jeff W's opinion on this game because I think it's, we might joke about it, but I think it's safe to say that Jeff is the actual biggest Harry Potter fan in this group. <laughs> uh, despite the fact he hasn't been to the theme parks like me and Vector. But <laughs> yeah, you guys have been butter, on a Or ride. drank a butter beer in real life. But <laughs> that's Vector fell asleep on that ride. He did not he does not very mention strange that. that Jeff has never been to the wizarding world of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was too big to fit on the roller coaster, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> so uh Give us your thoughts. Let's let's hop in. <laughs> let's hop in. Minor yeah. spoilers for the first six hours of the game, I guess. But yeah. that's really yeah, nothing not. because th- there's yeah. so much in this game that six hours. I've played it for six hours and I've barely cracked the surface of this game, in yeah. my opinion. And the first entire hour is an intro. Like you're not even in the game yet. You're just literally on like a an opening story mission where you're kind of like learning the controls um but yeah uh the first six hours or so that i've played uh this game is really if i had to say one word to describe it i would say dense it is packed full of of stuff on this map um i guess to give like a basic rundown you start off as What's this supposed to take? Like a hundred years, I think, before a hundred years of before, the, yeah, yeah, the mainline Harry Potter. So you're seeing like Weasleys and some names here and there that are you know familiar, but you know obviously like ancestors of of who uh, is the most well known characters in the game. Um, but you start off uh, as your own created character. You get to choose, you know, create your boy, your girl, whatever you're doing, and then. Um, you start off on like what I think I gotta be honest, like I've I never watched all of the Dumbledore movies or, or any of the or any of those. Mm-hmm. Um but what I have seen of those just have not been been great. But I feel like this story might be the best thing outside of that main line Harry Potter, uh, in terms of like books movies uh media i don't know what the harry potter ride does obviously but i'm assuming harry's on that so i would consider that probably main (laughs) main line harry potter but um yeah so basically an interesting it's an interesting interesting story you're you're a kid going to hogwarts you know which is pretty typical you're uh you're a fifth year vector yeah fifth year which means, you know, you got held back in the fifth grade and then now you're coming to Hogwarts. Um, yep. You are stupid <laughs> as hell. Yeah, this, in this the game. school for dumb kids. Um, and then, you know, you get you run into some shenanigans in the beginning of the game where you have to, uh, you know, be resourceful and you have to learn all of your little magic moves and stuff. And you're basically, uh, I think it's like a great way to introduce... Uh, a new character to this kind of uh, universe. And, um, you know, you do the, it, it, it feels very, uh, what's the word for it? I think South Park had coined the term, you know, kind of like 
a redo of, you know, like an older movie. See, this is what this kind of feels like. It feels like they're kind of trying to give you that reintroduction. Like they take you to Green Got Green Got Green Gots Bank. Um, you do all of that, whatever the little bullshit trolls, and then uh, you know, <laughs> it's it feels very uh Harry Potter, you know, and the Sorcerer's Stone esque uh in the opening. And then um yeah, and then you get to the actual game where you're running around Hogwarts, which I should say, Hogwarts is pretty fucking big in this game. Like it is sizable, uh, and it yeah. is annoying. I would say to an extent. Um, Someone I'm say running it's around the perfect <laughs> size, and it's not too big. But yeah, it, it. I I would say it's 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 fine. My my annoyance comes from uh, the amount of stairs that I'm climbing and the amount of time, <laughs> amount of times I'm backtracking in this map. Um. But that being said, uh, the map is it, it. You know, it does it does the thing I wish Ubisoft would do, where the map is packed full of stuff to do, but it's not all over my map. It's not, you know, puked onto the map so that I, I'm looking at you know the largest amount of objectives I've ever seen to do. Uh, what happens in this game for me is. You know, you get, um, it seems like the main quests so far in your first six hours are going to be basically you going to these classes and they're kind of slowly unlocking abilities. I haven't even touched a broom yet, so I assume at some point I will be flying. Um, so, <laughs> but, but so far my main quests are basically going to these classes and they're kind of still introducing things to you uh, within the first six hours. I, I have a feeling this thing is like, going to be like a 40-hour game uh, potentially, but... Uh, yeah, you know, you're kind of just going to classes, learning different techniques, and then along the way you'll run into what I've found, like four or five side missions, uh, and you're constantly just like running around this school trying to complete these objectives. And there's also, uh, you have a spell. What's the, um, what is it? The Revili Revilioso. Revelio. Yeah, Revelio. Revelio. So you're... You're going to hear that a shit ton in the game. I think, Rob, me and you combined have probably heard it. I, 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 if it was just me, I would say at least 800 times. Yeah, so that's, I'm assuming that's you your have most two. used spell, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and so because you're just running up to every single, like, if it looks like a statue, you should probably run up and, and do that spell because it's going to give you points. And that's kind of how you level up in the game is just by revealing the mysteries. Uh, and obviously, completing story missions give you gives you that too, but... Uh, you should probably be unlocking everything you can see. So I've I've hit that. My my left my left uh, what do you call it? left on the D pad is going to be uh, very much worn out by the time this game is over <laughs> with. Um, and uh, yeah, it it's fucking awesome. I would say so far, like I I can't believe uh, that they kind of did it. Uh, the only complaints I think I have at this point is the PC port is not really. Um, up to par i haven't seen anything about playstation and stuff uh but there's just you know like when you're the loading here is kind of a, a little bit weird so they kind of hide your you know in mass effect you have the elevators right like you're going mm -hmm. from level to levels point to point and they hide that loading behind the elevator um here they can't do that obviously so they do like so you could tell like when you hit a door sometimes it just takes an extra like few moments to open yeah. You guy will be it, running full speed towards the door and then he'll just yeah. stop and take it ever so slowly through the door. Yeah. And then he'll, and he'll 
keep running <laughs> pop through and go through and you're like oh, okay very that's, careful that, at hogwarts don't mess yeah. with the doors yeah yeah it's like running with scissors um and so you have to like so that kind of throws me off and then there's there's just parts of the game like when you go up into like some of the towers in hogwarts are, are just load and like run like shit for me and i don't have like a weak system i wouldn't say mine's like one of the strongest ones but you know i have a pretty medium tier pc that should be running this game at you know uh well above 60 frames at 1440p and uh there's just times where you get into certain areas especially like the um what do they call like the little like the house clubs or whatever the clubhouses or whatever they i, I don't know what it's called like where gryffindor and all them gather uh hold on anytime Jeff. i've been in one of those aren't you aren't you the biggest fan of Harry Potter? Uh, no, and here I am yet? in this chat. Yeah, <laughs> in this chat, um, and I'll stand by that. Um, and, uh, but my game but runs like never shit seen in some the parts. Dumbledore movies, and I've seen them all. Mm. Oh, okay. Big fan. Vector can read. <laughs> he never learned how to read. Yeah, I <laughs> so saw that one movie he was in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. Uh, Rob, I think, I don't know if you got on the PC, but my PC experience has been, like, mostly okay. I think we're a couple updates away, and I, I, I'm assuming this will be, uh, you know, kind of polished and we'll be running at uh, a solid frame rate. Maybe, hopefully, some Steam Deck updates, too. You know what I mean? Let's get the Steam Deck rolling on this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vactor, I got a lot to say about this game, so I'm going to I'm gonna give it to you, Vactor. Yeah, you don't have as much time as it, or as much time into the game as we do, but I still want to hear your thoughts, your first impressions. Did it pass the 15-minute test? Yes. This is one that I would like to continue playing. The opening intro level is very important. It's like a demo level to whether you're going to play, you're going to continue to play the game or not. And this one does a good job of showing you the mechanics, and the mechanics are fun. The, the fighting, the spell casting, all of that stuff is fun. The movement and the traversal is is good. The camera is a little bit wonky for me. Like it's, I don't know how to put my finger on it, but it's it's a tad like it feels a little loose at times, and then other times it's like a little bit stiff. But overall, I've enjoyed this intro mission that I've been playing, and I want to continue. Also, I am a fan of pre-ordering, and I'm going <laughs> to link in the show notes. He reasons why go. you should pre-order and the the funny thing about <laughs> jeff w is <laughs> he's supposed to be talking about the fucking game the best part about <laughs> jeff w is he he made a big deal he was waiting he, was he couldn't waiting. afford this game it was too much money he couldn't <laughs> afford it so i sent him a coupon a digital coupon code here jeff look you can get it Here's a little twenty five percent off. Don't you can have a problem with affording the game. Look, he said he's can, sitting on a gullet, gullet, a solid gold chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he lied to us because he told us he's he just was, thrifty. He didn't want to pay for it, and then on top of that, he went and paid full price for it. So I don't understand. But <laughs> I think my wording was I wanted to make sure I paid for a good game. I didn't want to waste the money. Was but, the point. The other thing about pre-ordering is what Rob said. He, you get extras, you get bonus stuff, and you get early access sometimes. So pre-ordering <laughs> is pretty good to me, boys. Plus, if you're like me, 
and you take the day off from work, yeah. you get to play it at midnight. Or sometimes yeah. on Arizona times, we get to play it at 9 p.m., which is midnight Eastern time. So sometimes it pays to pre-order. I mean, you'll notice that I never said pre-ordering was bad or good. Teach their own. If you were if you are hyped for a game, you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for it now. It doesn't come up for for six months, but I want to go ahead and buy the whole thing now because I'm I'm not afraid that they're gonna run out of copies because it's digital and that's not a thing. I'm just gonna give them my money now by all means. Go for it. I just typically don't do that because I'm a very patient boy. And that's just how I do it. But anyway, uh, Vactor, did you get sorted into a house? Not yet. I'm watching this owl's butt right now. He's flying. He's sick. And he's going into Hogwarts. (laughs) Oh, okay, good. I thought I didn't realize you were talking about the game <laughs> it's like why are you always so distracted when we're doing this i'm watching podcast? an owl's butt <laughs> so <laughs> not games the game. just came up and the hogwarts legacy logo came up so uh, i guess this is the beginning hey he started the game maybe jeff, i'm about yeah. to get sorted jeff yeah. what house did you get sorted into uh so i did the uh so i don't know if you saw you could get the elder wand which is supposed to be like one of the better wands in the game uh prior to buying the game uh so i had to i went to what's jk rowling's like shitty harry potter site wizarding world or whatever potter world Uh, i think yeah something like that so i went there you have to sign up and and do all that so anyway in that process it gave me (laughs) gryffindor Mm. and that's what also i heard gryffindor had the most quests so i wanted gryffindor i think Ravenclaw might have the least amount of quest. Uh, that is true, as far as I know, because I've been told that uh, several times. Uh, because I was sorted into Ravenclaw. Oh, and okay. uh, our boy Shaf immediately told me, "Did you know that that's the one with the least Mom. amount of?" Sh- <laughs> Mom. <laughs> <With the> least- <laughs> okay, play play it, Vector. Milker. <laughs> there he is. You can always count on shop for a good mommy milkers. <laughs> oh man. Um he, he was quick to tell me that I had the, the least amount of quests. So that doesn't bother me though. Uh if the game's great, maybe there's some replay value. Maybe I'll go back and play it again under a different house. But I just answered the que- I didn't I, I don't know these houses from anything. I know that Gryffindor is the hero house. I know Slytherin is the evil house. Uh, Ravenclaw is just the whatever. And Hufflepuff, uh, you you just, I'll just put it this way. You don't want to be Hufflepuff. I'll just put it that way. So I said, I'm going to accept my fate, whatever it is. Unless I get put in Mm. Hufflepuff, I will throw my computer away. But luckily, I (laughs) didn't have to do that. Um, So Ravenclaw is what I got into. Uh, So I'm six hours in. I am enjoying this game. This is, so far at least, this is what I wanted it to be. Some of my favorite games are these open world games with an emphasis on being able to explore. Red Dead Redemption, uh, Breath of the Wild, um, Phoenix Rising, of course, I don't know why I just forgot, Immortal Phoenix Rising, among other games. So... I had a feeling this was going to be one that I was going to enjoy. And so far I am. Um, 
I am a very, very casual Harry Potter fan. I've seen the movies once in theaters when they came out. I have not seen the, uh, what is it? Altered Beasts? No, that's a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> what? <laughs> the beasts and where they come from? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I have not seen those. <laughs> I have been to the theme parks. Um, so I, I have I have a mild understanding of Harry Potter. I'll just leave it that way. Um, but I am enjoying it. I am enjoying the mechanic of having to go to these classes and, you know, my dark arts class, my charms class, uh, running around Hogwarts. And Jeff was right. Hogwarts is huge in this game. Like it is super easy to get mixed up in trying to figure out where you're needing to go. But of course you do have that little um, spell where your book will open up and a little fairy will fly out and mm, it'll show yeah. you where to go. So that's definitely come in handy a lot. And a, a ton of like fast travel points. Like a, that's true. Like almost maybe, maybe the most fast travel points I've ever seen in a video game. I swear. That's true. There's a lot. Yeah. I right now I'm not utilizing any of the fast track at all, mainly because the, the game is, is so dense in terms of the art design that I'd like being able to run around and like, see what, what's going on. Like what, what's, what's here, what's there, what's everywhere, especially in a game like this. Uh, everything is beautiful in this game. I'm playing it on PC also. And the old ultra wide, of course. Um, and I'm just like Jeff, I'm six hours in. I still have not received my broom. But I think that's mainly my fault because I'm st- I'm straying away from the main quests. There's a mm-hmm. I may or may not be further than you in in the quest line, Jeff. But there's a point where y- you'll make your way to um, Hogsmeade, and yes. then you'll you'll be given an opportunity shortly thereafter to leave the campus on your own. Mm-hmm. Yes, and. I'm at that point where I got to leave the campus on my own because I had to meet a friend to talk to talk to mm-hmm. them about, uh, you know, a potential mission, further the story along, etc. But now that I'm actually on my own to run around in this world, that's exactly what I'm doing. Even though I don't have the, uh, I almost said the umbrella, the broomstick. So, <laughs> like for example. I'm running around and I know where I'm supposed to go. I I found a a side quest where this little elf had his carts stolen. And so I've been sent on a a quest to retrieve them. And there's like an uh, an elf camp campsite and I have to get in there and I have to defeat all the elves, etc. That's that's the mission. But of course I'm on the road and there what's this? A dilapidated castle over here let me go ahead and go check this out and all of a sudden uh a a spider 10 times my size is attacking me and all his little spider minions and i'm running around and i have to fight this guy and now i can now i can check out the castle and i i move past there and there's a cave and there's a puzzle where i have to do levios on this little ball and get it to land on the platform just right so i can go into the cave etc What's this? There's a pack of wolves over here. What are they hiding? Et cetera, et cetera. It's, I'm having so much fun just running around. 
looking at the world. Eventually, I did take care of that mission, and I made my way back. But then there's just more missions. There's like Merlin, the Legend of Merlin missions and things like that, where you have to use your magic to solve these puzzles, these intricate puzzles in the world. I'm looking forward to being able to actually get a broom and go around. Yeah. Yeah. But how big Hogwarts is versus how big this this little area of the map is, I pull up the map and there there's tons of spaces that I haven't been to yet. The the map looks like it's huge. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is going to be one that's really sinking or I'm going to be sinking a lot of time into before Breath of the Wild comes out. Or Breath of the yeah. Wild 2, I mean. Uh, not to cut uh, you off either. I saw a video of a guy speaking of where you haven't been yet. He now I didn't verify it, but he said on there he's like he's like he's showing his map. He's like I have thirty hours, thirty five hours in this game, and he's showing sections of the map that are still grayed out that he just has not like he was main questing through the whole thing, and uh, so there's potentially like some areas in this game where if you are not doing side missions, you might not even touch, and it's like that's how big this this game is. Uh, live update. Vactor has been sorted into Hufflepuff. Uh-oh. <laughs> Known for Uh-oh. patience, loyalty, and hard work. Yeah, that sounds like me. Here. Here's a hmm. Vactor, why don't you take this ball? Go play with this ball. <laughs> Go over there. <laughs> should I accept uh, the house or should I choose a different house? What is Accept the, your house, what is, boy. Well, what actually, does it change? Are you actually I I don't know. I really don't know. Um <laughs> I think it's interesting that you can change your house that it's like, I don't want to be in that house. I want to put this, put this one in. It's like, yeah, yeah. And it it gives you a series of questions, like three or four questions that you need to answer. But it's like those personality tests where like, which, which MCU hero are you? Do you like to swing around town or do you like to shield yourself from other people's expectations? Or would you say that you like to pump iron? Like, it's, I want to be Iron Man. I That's right. Iron. And Rob would be a pepperoni pizza if he was a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're loaded questions, like pointing you to a particular house. But of course, outside of being evil, I don't know what each house really represents. Uh, but good for you, Vector. Just know that I I kid. I don't know anything about anything when I make fun of Hufflepuffs. <laughs> I just I'm just new boot goofing everybody. Uh, so sorry to all the Hufflepuffs out there. Please don't write any angry letters. Um, but the game only six hours. I feel like I I really haven't scratched much of the surface. The percentage on the bottom of the game, or not the bottom of the game. Excuse me. When you press the start button and you get into the menu, it gives you percentage of how far into the game you are, and I think mine's still, it says like 4 or 5%. Uh, so I'm, I'm not very far, but I feel like this is going to be a major time sink. Uh, I do have a couple of gripes with it. Number one, every time I boot it, I'm, on, I'm playing on PC, it's giving me a mandatory uh, loading screen that says updating your shaders. <laughs> and so I'm not super thrilled about that. And I, I, that's a, I have a that's like a Call of Duty thing too, Rob. The Call of Duty has that, and it is the bane of my existence. I hate it. Yeah, um, it runs pretty well on my computer. Um, it's not a, a beefy GP as some people would call it, but it's a decent gaming computer. 
and I'm not really running into lag or anything. Once I ran into that where the frame rate dropped real low is towards the beginning in a cutscene. But outside of that, I'm not really having any sort of issues. Looks great in the ultra wide. Um, of course, I'm totally forgetting what it's called. Maybe Vector can uh, jog my memory on here. The the NVIDIA where it it lowers the resolution, but it uses the AI to to make it look better. Uh, D D D S LL, uh, I might be forgetting what it's called, but it's it's something that is the NVIDIA graphic cards do where it'll lower the resolution of the game so it runs smoother and then it uses AI to bump it back up to what it should look like. DLSS, deep learning yeah. super sampling. Yeah, and that, as soon as I turned that on, because it didn't turn on by default, it was run, just running like, like butter. Um, so it's very good, which is the opposite of how it's running on Steam Deck for me. I was up in the the woods this past weekend, and I did load it up on the Steam Deck because I was like, I'm going to play while I'm out, while I'm out camping, and it was mostly unplayable for me on the Steam Dang. Deck. Uh, it was slow. It was chugging. Like it had to be on the lowest settings. Uh, it was very. A lot of pop in, a lot of frame rate dipping issues. So I just couldn't, I, I couldn't get more than twenty minutes. I was like, I can't play this. Like this isn't this isn't working for me. So I just opted not to play it. But Jeff, I just saw playing on the Steam Deck. Yes, you're having an okay time. Or you mentioned it uh, in our chat that you do have to tweak some settings to really get it to function better. Yeah, and I was trying to to dig around. So mine does the same thing. It, it sets everything to low, um, and then, but it seems playable at that rate. But I've also seen online where I think there's a, a preset setting you can change to some AMD settings within the graphics menu somewhere. I, mean, I was digging around trying to find the exact name of it before we jumped on here, but uh, that I, has made the game run smoother for people. Uh, and I assume it's probably just because of the the GPU chip on that on the Steam Deck. Uh, but yeah, if you do some AMD uh, setting in there, just you know, do some Googles. I'll, I'll post the, the chat, or I'll give it to Vactor so you can post it in the chat, or the, uh, the notes, but... Uh, that supposedly, you know, makes it run a little bit smoother. But I'm assuming, I mean, if Elden Ring can run on the Steam Deck well, I think yeah, there's got to be a setting, yeah, that that it makes it work. It just didn't work by default. Where other yeah. games worked by default, like no problem, like Spider Man Remastered was perfectly fine. Right. Elden Ring, like you mm -hmm. said, and the controls worked though too. Like when I booted, like they already had a control set. It didn't, you know, it wasn't confused by that, which was nice. Um, so there's some stuff there, but yeah, I think I bet within like a few updates of this game, we're going to see a, a nice, uh, steam deck version of it. Right. So it's also, uh, I don't know if I'm realistically going to start playing it on my steam deck though, uh, mainly because, and I don't know when this is going to happen, but it's not an if situation. It's a when situation when I'm going to boot up, we mod. And decide mm. to start, <laughs> new yeah, start playing in the, game. the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the options right now. Um, the only thing that I may or may not do, it's, it's you can have permanent stealth mode, which I think is interesting. Uh, extraordinary gear drop rate in your favor. Unlimited item usage. Shop items cost zero dollars. That might That's be nice. the that might be the one I use, actually. Is yeah. If I decide to go this route, it's just give me the unlimited money. 
Yeah, and, and then because you can buy health potions, you can buy a bunch of stuff at the yeah. At the, and that is not OP, but will get you through the game. Yeah, uh, one hit kills, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm not, probably not going to mm-hmm. do anything like that um, because I think that takes the fun out of the the yeah. spells that you would learn anyway. But I um, think I'll probably do the items. The difficult. Yeah, exactly. But overall, I'm I am enjoying this game. Uh, it's definitely has its hooks in me, and. I'm probably going to be playing it for quite some time. So I guess uh, just look forward to some Hogwarts Legacy updates. Yeah. On the pod, boys. G- game of the pod. Year contender. Already, yeah, I, think I would it, say. I think it so might be. Far. I yeah. think it might be. You committed. You committed. All right. Hey, uh, Vector, did oh, you watch snap. this latest ep- <laughs> this latest episode <laughs> of The Last of Us? Yes. Episode five. Let's I talk do. about it. What do you say, boys? So let me pull up the... Uh, the episode description real fast here okay so episode five was called endure and survive while attempting to evade the rebels joel and ellie cross paths with the most wanted man in kansas city kathleen continues her hunt kathleen continues her hunt uh vector what'd you think of this episode oh spoilers everybody obviously this was another good episode, and this is one of my favorite sections of the game. So I was, you know, the the teaser at the end of the last episode, you saw Sam pointing the gun at Joel. So we already knew that Sam and Henry were coming up. But I thought the casting on those two kids was fantastic, especially Sam, the little one. And I was watching the behind the scenes after the episode, which I highly recommend if you don't, that it, they play it right after the, you know, on the next episode, right after the credits, they do a little preview of the next episode. And then they do a behind the scenes of the episode you just watched. And I found out that that actor is actually deaf and he was doing sign language and everyone like on the crew had to learn American sign language so that they could talk to him. Uh, but that was a interesting choice, a variation from the game and I was listening to the official Last of Us podcast, and Neil Druckmann was like, I should have thought of that. Oh, I was so mad. He was like, he was upset at himself because he didn't think about putting that in the game. But yeah, I thought it was a, a good choice um, and changed up, made it a little bit different than the game. So I really enjoyed this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. Every episode is one of my favorite episodes. They haven't had a bad one yet. So this just keeps up that trend. Yeah, I agree. This episode, I think it's my second favorite episode. The episode three. No, the 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 Bill and Frank episode, whichever. Yeah, that, that was, was three. episode three. Mm-hmm. I think it's my favorite. Uh, and then this one thereafter. I just, I really like the dynamic of these two actors. Like, I, they had great chemistry working together. And then the chemistry uh, with uh, Joel and Ellie was also very good. Um I mean, we've played the games, so we know where that story's going. So it wasn't a surprise necessarily, but it was. That's what made it so good, I think, is the, or the the strength of the actors and the the character and the bond that they put into this. I can only imagine if you're going into it cold and you don't really know what's going on, like how much of a, a punch to the gut that ending of the episode must have been. Well, that's what's um, good about. I've I've been watching it with my wife and she loves the show and she knows a rough outline of the games, but she wasn't there 
like she watched me beat the games, but she wasn't there the whole way through. So she doesn't know every single beat, but it's fun watching it and seeing her reaction to certain things. Yeah. Uh, I was watching it this afternoon um, when I was done with work and I was at, at the end of the episode, I, I had turned off the TV and I was just sort of sitting there, not moving, not saying anything. And, my wife comes down the stairs. She goes, how was your show? And I said, sad. <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, that's right. And I point, I'm going to say the same thing to you that I said to her. I said, you, you still know, you know where the story's going. We played the game, but the, they're presenting it in such a way that even though you know what's about to happen, it still gets you, man. Like they're, they're doing a very, very good job at this. What'd you think, Jeff? Yeah. And I, th- I think to add to your, your statement there, like this feels like, uh, you know, the last of us kind of on, on steroids a little bit, like, like they turn it up just a little bit. I think like, you know, uh, Vactor was talking about the behind the scenes, like Druckmann has said that for a couple of things, you know, he talked about the idea of, um, <clears throat> how the virus like communicates, you know, how, you know, some of the things that, um, the main writer, I forget his name, um, off the top of my head, but, uh, he they were he refers to things that he's changed and he's like oh i wish i would have done that and like obviously you know Druckmann laid the uh the ground floor on this and he this guy's able to build on top of it but yeah i i feel like this this episode represents the portion of the game really well uh but i think they you know he turn it up a little bit make the the younger brother a little bit more of a sympathetic character you know um I, I yeah I'm really enjoying it. I think you know the only I, I would say the only the only disappointing thing about this episode was um, I thought some at the end when they had the uh, the swarm mm-hmm. uh, from underground because it seemed like they had pushed them all underground uh, was kind of the idea of what was happening in the city uh, and the bloater comes up. I thought some of that CGI looked a little bit weak compared to normal uh, HBO standards, just like the uh, movements uh, just looked a little bit like, uh, like it was like, you can tell, it seemed like it was rushed a little bit. Like it seemed like they jumped around a little bit more um, unnatural as long as I can describe it. But um, other than that, man, like the bloater I thought looked great. Uh, I thought, you know, that was kind of, the, the big thing that I was, I was waiting for, they had kind of teased it at the, uh, at the end of the last episode, uh, in the, uh, in the, you know, post credit trailer. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I think this show is, is heading exactly in the right direction. The, um, the sniping scene at the end, that was my, I think that might've been my favorite part. I remember in the game that being, that is one of my favorite parts in that game. You know, uh, we have a couple things coming up that are, you know, I think clear favorites for everybody uh, from the game. But that moment when you you're battling the sniper at the bottom of the town, you get up to the top of the hill mm-hmm. and you got to battle, you know, people coming into the town. Uh, and then the scene here, you know, uh, the amount of tension it added to the end of the episode. Uh, I just thought it was great. You know, um, they yeah, it's they're kind of just nailing everything I can, I can remember about the the game and then adding more to it. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's easily one of my favorite HBO shows. I think, uh, of all time it's, it's creeping up there. We'll, we'll see how the, how they finish this, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so far this only, this only adds to, 
the greatest uh, that they've made so far, I think. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And just like always, we're looking forward to the next episode. I was just like you. Before we end, there was a really cool coincidence that happened. The actor that played Sam, the deaf Mm -hmm. actor, Kevon Woodard, he said that Miles Morales is his favorite superhero in the game. The Last of Us, Najee Jeter plays Sam in The Last of Us. Najee Jeter also plays Miles Morales in the Sony Spider-Man game. So there was a little bit of coincidence there, but I thought that was cool. Well, there you go. It is cool, Vact. It is super cool, as a matter of fact. All right. Well, I can tell by looking at the old clock on the wall that it's just about time to wrap up this week's episode. But don't turn off the podcast just yet because I want to tell you some stuff, some cool stuff. Did you know Vactor does his own podcast network? That's right. It's the Vactorverse, if you will. And it consists of three things. The Vactorverse podcast, Trechnological, or excuse me, Trechnopod, and... Get it right Sandbox or pay Universe. the price. <laughs> Sandbox. Okay, ugh. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you about Vactorverse real quick. So Vactorverse is everything and anything you need. Comic book. Every week, Vactor's coming out with... Just when you think the last episode couldn't be any better, he goes and does something like this and totally redeems himself. The last episode, uh, which I just listened to today, and no, he's not paying me to say this, was called I Was Killed by Brian Q. Miller. Jeff, did you know that Brian Q. Miller has killed Vactor twice? Mm. Now, that might not make any sense, but it makes complete sense if you listen to the episode. So I would recommend it. I was killed by Brian Q. Miller, available on the Vactorverse podcast feed, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, you want to check out Trek No Pod, which I may or may not. I don't know if I'm right with saying this, Vactor. Uh, One time I said something about Trek No Pod and your co-host Shaf got mad. (laughs) So I'm sorry if I'm spilling the beans on this podcast, but is it true, the rumor that it is coming back this week? That is correct. Okay, I didn't want to mess up anything, any sort of major (laughs) announcements. We're recording Uh, in two days because Picard Season 3 starts tomorrow. That's right. So you're going to want to check out Trek No Pod, anything and everything you need, Star Trek related. Oh, and going back to Vactorverse, just real fast. I think I am allowed to say this. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania comes out this week. And I think the next episode of uh, Vactorverse is going to have some special guests on it that aren't maybe not as good as Brian Q. Miller, but almost as good. A little Wonder Rob, that's me, and a little Shaw from Treknopod. It's going to be a geek, so to speak, reunion. Am I allowed to make that announcement, or are you going to have to edit that whole thing out? No. <laughs> he said no, everybody. <laughs> so maybe maybe you heard what I said. Maybe maybe you didn't. But either way, check out Treknopod and go watch Ant-Man this week. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, rate, subscribe. Do all the things for this podcast, because even though we get a 1,000 listeners per episode, there is room to grow. So... Share this podcast, show all your friends, rate, review, do all the things. It helps us out. And if you want to also help us out, you can find us on social media. You can go to the link tree, which is in the show notes, or just remember what I'm about to tell you. Grab a pen. Okay, you got it? Did you remember to grab a piece of paper? 
I'll wait. Okay, good. Go to linktree.com. Oh, wait, that's not even right. Erase ah. what I just told you. <laughs> Crumble that piece of paper up. Throw it away. Go to linktree forward slash sandbox gamers. The sandbox gamers. Linktree forward slash the sandbox gamers. I know I said three or four different things just there, but that's your fault because you didn't check the show notes where I told you it would already be. Anyway, don't forget to like, comment, review, and the most important thing, GG. GG, GG. Jeff found a spear. Right.